So today on the podcast, we have Vanessa Kaufman, a dear friend of mine who is the founder of The F Word. Many of you may know her as We The Classy on Instagram, and during her eight years as an influencer, she found herself in the weeds of social media, tirelessly building a business under stifling platform control alongside creators expressing the same frustrations. And she notes that it's estimated that nearly 80% of creators and businesses are underserved by our current social media platforms. She got tired of demanding better and decided to create better with the F Word app. Her happy place is at home with her husband of 15 years, their nine-year-old son and their 11-year-old daughter around the fire pit with good music flowing. And her favorite quote, I mean, I love this so much. It's an Adam Grant quote that says, the most meaningful way to succeed is to help others succeed. And with that, let's dive on in. for anyone wanting to break free of any boxes or expectations and embrace their full authentic self. I am Dr. Megan Daly and I have been there. I've overcome so much trauma, dealt with so many stressors like competing in high level athletics, rigorous academics, getting my doctor in physical therapy and I did what I should do, right? I climbed the corporate healthcare ladder. And when that didn't make me feel fulfilled, I branched out and opened up my own cash clinic and built it to six figures in the second year. Yet I still felt like something was off when I looked in the mirror and maybe you can relate. So I scaled back and really dove into the questions of who am I really? And what is it that I am meant to do? So together in this podcast, we are gonna dive into all the tips, tools, and experiences for you to answer those same questions for yourself so you can live your best, most joyful and fulfilled life. Because if you're not doing that, then what the fuck are you really doing? So let's fucking go. All right. So welcome back to another episode of Human on the Daily. I am so excited for today's guest, Vanessa and I, I think we met through Powerhouse Women. I honestly can't actually like remember at this point how we really got connected. Um, But you've been such a light in my life recently. And Vanessa is someone who's just so just such a light like you it's you're just such a magnetic human and you see so much in other people around you and I feel like you're the kind of person that's like the catalyst for someone else to see their potential and really believe in themselves so I'm so excited to have you on and be able to show the world how amazing you are so welcome Oh my gosh. Thank you. What, what a way to be, uh, introduced and brought into this conversation. I appreciate you so much. And you know, it's crazy. I think like the universe brought us together because I'm not entirely sure either, but I think we (laughs) knew so many mutual people and we ended up being in each other's spaces so much and we magnetized, but that, that introduction, honestly, um, when people ask me my definition of success, it's, being able to help others be successful, like being in the position Mm -hmm. that I'm so abundant that I get to help other people be successful. So saying that I help others kind of see their light is just, I just feel like so grateful to hear that. So thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, it's really is so true. Like I love when we get together and just do our coffee chats. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just so excited to have this conversation and 
because I love not only everything you're doing, which we'll get into and everything that's coming down the pipeline, but I also like we connected on so many different things. Like, yes, we connected on the ADHD Enneagram seven. I'm sure we'll get into that and how we both find it to be like superpowers. But I think something that we didn't even realize that we shared in common right off the bat was coming from relatively unexpected backgrounds. Like I think people look at us as we are now as like, and they don't expect like me to come from mathematics and they don't expect you to come from finance and just these pivots. We have made massive like left turn pivots and just kind of flow into like whatever we feel called to. And I think that is such a superpower that we share. Now I'm recognizing and I'm being able to hold the space that that is a superpower. And so I would love just to talk a little bit about who you are, where you come from. And then I do want you to kind of like merge in there, how you've broken the mold of the expectations that people put on you. Yeah. I mean, to what you were just saying, if you think about history all the way back to the industrial revolution, how jobs were viewed and how uh, a lot of what was honored was staying where you were for Mm -hmm. forever. Like yeah. that was success. Like you go to work for like, for, for some reason, like the power company comes to mind and like right. you go work for this one Corporate. company until you build up a retirement in, in like your 60s. Right. And so that was viewed as success. So to want to kind of fight against that ideal of you get a job, you stay there, you work your way up and to accept that there's a pivot, accept that. I need to be fulfilled as well and not just do what's expected. Um, So I do think it is a superpower to welcome the pivots in your life and not be pushed to a track that doesn't align just because Mm -hmm. it looks good on the outside or that's what's expected in your family, you know? So, um, I think more and more is accepted. It's more, it's very accepted. In fact, it's like, you know, celebrated to do those pivots now, but I definitely, it's like, we have these past lives (laughs) (laughs) and mine was in finance. I actually have an educational background in interpersonal communication. So communications with a focus on interpersonal and um, sociology. So I've always been more of like a, a communication person an interpersonal person. Like I've always really valued like that empathy side of myself, empathetic side, and being able to connect to people. But what's interesting is people always ask me or my parents and my parents' friends, like, well, what are you going to do with that? And I always, <laughs> I always like, cause I really, um, I enjoy being unexpected. I always said, I'm going to have healthy relationships. I'm going to communicate in healthy ways. Like what more could you want from life? You know, <laughs> you can use that no matter what you do, but as I graduated, it was kind of like, you know, what do I wanted? I wanted mm-hmm. to be in fashion. And so I got an internship, not in fashion, but I got an internship in a wealth management office through my boyfriend, who's now my husband. But at the time he was working in that office and he got me an internship. And I ended up down this path in finance, not fashion, um, even though fashion was more my passion. And I worked with an incredible team and I was there for 11 years and I got to do some amazing things. I got to learn so much about IPO placement and just investments and the stock market. And I was registered, a registered stockbroker. I was registered 
I registered all the way up to the point where I was going to become branch manager at some point. Oh, and wow. it, it was at that point where I had just had my kids and I felt like what I was doing is I was unfulfilled totally. So I was just trying to like climb the ladder to do like the next thing to feel more fulfilled. Yeah. Do you, have, have you ever done this? I think yeah, 100%. And I, it's something that I talk with so many people about like the clinicians that I work with and now with females in like the mindset space and just like the grasping that we do. And we're like, I'm unfulfilled and I can recognize I'm unfulfilled, but I don't know like what's wrong. And you yeah. still kind of get stuck in the shoulds. And so you're like, okay, well, I guess like that everyone's telling me like, keep going up the ladder, like that will help me feel fulfilled. So I'm just going to keep doing that. And it's, or like get the next certification or get this new, no, you almost need to like take a step back and figure out really what is underneath right? you versus someone else. Right. And you totally hit the nail on the head because it's more on the surface where you're like, well, I'll be fulfilled if I have more money because that's like the way you're, I was brought up is like money, you know, get, have money, you know, and then it's, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll be fulfilled if I have a new type, a better title. If I look better on the outside, right. It's Mm -hmm. like a high performing issue, you know, perfectionist (laughs) issue. Um, but you hit the nail on the head is that that's more surface. But if you look underneath, I started to say like, but why are those things important? And I realized that is actually coming from a place of lack where I fear not, I fear not having enough money Mm -hmm. or I was making decisions based on the fear of, um, being disappointing and to my parents and the fear of not having enough money and these, these coming from these places of lack. So if I'm going to make decisions coming from a place of abundance of, you know, where my gut is, I realized I needed, I needed to pivot. And I felt so called, um, to social media. I felt so called to like this massive growing thing where you could connect with people across the world. And all of a sudden this dream of being in fashion, where it's like, you had to be in New York or you had to be in Paris, you know, to be in this industry, all of a sudden it was at my doorstep. Like it was in my hands with social Mm -hmm. media. I didn't have to be anywhere. I could. So I was able to just start this social media side of things where I grew a blog and I started just connect with people everywhere who are just, you know, like-minded and looking to connect. And it was such a beautiful thing, truly. Um, and I was, you know, pulled in a lot of directions in the beginning. I was in finance still. Mm-hmm. I went to three days a week when I finally figured out, okay, wait, this isn't there. I actually was going to become branch manager. And instead I told my team, hold on. I think I want to work part-time instead. (laughs) (laughs) So I literally like pivoted so hard, 180. Um, And so I was working three days a week and, or two days a week. I'm sorry. I was working two days a week. And then I was home with my kids three days a week. They were babies at the time. And I was growing my blog at the same time. So I was like, Hold yeah, all the dry. I was definitely feeling the stress. That was one of the most demanding times in my life. And I remember thinking, like, something's gotta give. And I hope it's not me. 
I hope I like survive this. Yeah. <laughs> like I know what I want and I just have to stick it out. And I, it's like, when I felt like I was just going to break, you know how they say it's so true. It's like, just go one more day because, you know, just persevere. Because as soon as I was like, I'm just not sure I could keep going. That's when I finally hit my, my goals for income as a blogger. And I was able to leave, um, finance and wealth management completely and take off on that full time, be home and more flexible with my family full time. And so, um, it was, it was just all the things people tell you, like just mm -hmm. persevere because it's like, you never know if it's that next day where that corner, yeah. will, you know, yeah, I, I just oh. picture like all the, the images you see in like memes or social media posts where it's like this like hard ass climb and it's just like that little peak that you need to get over to see the like vastness that's coming. Yes, yes. And it was such a new thing and it was so, it was still pretty new. Again, again it's typical. I thought I was late to the party, but it, that was 2000, let me think about this, 15 I thought I was late to the party and, and I, I was walking in while things were still growing and exploding. Yeah. I mean, they're still growing and exploding, but just in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was a very, it's always very cool to look back on it. Yeah. Everything in retrospect becomes so clear. Yeah. Hindsight's 2020. And I'm curious too, because I know that there's probably a lot of people listening that are like, Ooh, like I have this passion that I actually, like I've kind of let go of because I followed the shoulds. And I do think for sure, as I think what you said about like re recognizing when something is coming from a lack and being able to like reframe and realize that that's not the most, like that's not empowering. So right. it's probably like, that's something to kind of get curious about. So I, I definitely like want to, I guess, put a little bit more of a light on that. Cause I think that was so brilliant to say. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's also a fear around the judgment that comes with change or pivot, particularly in a space where people may not understand what you're doing, mm -hmm. like social media or like building a new app or mm -hmm. like all these different things. So what do you have to say for as like, what did you come up against? How did you kind of work through it? Or what advice would you give for someone who has that fear? Well, I, full transparency, I felt so much shame being <laughs> a fashion blogger. There is so much stigma on fashion bloggers and how they show up and what they do. And I used to kind of hide it. And if people said, well, you know, if I was asked, what do you do? I would say I'm in social media, you know, and I remember going on, a. it was like a work trip with my husband and a lot of the C-level team got together and had dinner together. And I was at the table and someone asked me what I did and wanted to kind of talk about it. And so I was trans, I shared, oh, I, I'm, yes, I'm in fashion blogging and I, I shared a little about what I do. And I remember going back to the hotel room and telling my husband, I said, I feel so embarrassed because I I'm sitting at this table with a lawyer, a corporate lawyer and a CPA and like all these brilliant people. And it's like, they're asking me about what, I do. And they were being very kind and, and respectful. It's not anything from them that made mm -hmm. me feel that way. It was 
from me. Yeah. Feeling that way, it, feeling like shame and not good enough. And I remember he looked at me and he goes, they know nothing. They, they know they're what they do, but they don't know anything about what you do. Maybe they look at you and feel the same way. Maybe they look mm-hmm. at you and say like, I, I don't know anything about fashion blogging. That's so crazy. Like I've heard of it or I've read about it, but like, I don't know anyone that does it. Maybe they're intimidated of you. He's like, you have to flip your mindset a little bit. And just having that perspective and realizing that we're all curious and we're all coming from a good place. And if Mm -hmm. people aren't, that is, that's for them (laughs) to deal with, right? But yes, exactly. Like the projections, like if anyone right. were shaming you, it is a projection of something in them. Like right. there's so many different ways that that could be, but it's, it's always going to be on them, not on you. And I think it's important, like taking that accountability and recognizing when you're putting it or projecting it from yourself. Right. It really is like, what is your definition of success? If yours is being able to connect and do all these things, you were making your version of success a reality. Versus okay. if you were the corporate lawyer, that would not complete your your idea of success. It might be for them. Right. And to your husband's point, like I remember, let's see, 2015, I was a year into being a doctor of physical therapy and being a corporate clinician. And I can guarantee, because I remember distinctly, if someone asked me what, like if you, if anything was possible, if you could do any career at all right now, I might've wanted to keep in the healthcare fitness space, but I would want my primary income to be from travel blocking. Like I remember distinctly thinking that. Travel block, yeah. And being incredibly fucking embarrassed to say it. Yeah. And it's like, why, even if there is that stigma, why does it need to be, it's not my, I haven't created that stigma. I'm not. Yeah you you create your own reality and and if you have a healthy relationship with what you do then like you said I projected onto myself so like having a healthy relationship with what I do having pride and being proud of how hard I work even if that's not what other people see um just really letting myself feel good in what I do then I project that right yeah and I, and then I don't really have to take on other people's, per, you know, projections of if, if they don't respect what I do. Yeah. And the more that you lean into your truth, what you want to do, it will inevitably give permission to so many others to do yes. what they want to do no matter what it is. Yes. That is like such a huge point. That is such a huge point is that. Like if you take those steps with some courage and bravery, you have no idea how many people are like, oh, well, if she can do it, maybe I can take the first baby step. Like that doesn't seem so scary or so hard. And I can't even tell Mm -hmm. you, I've met quite a few people who are like, well, you kind of inspired me. Like I saw you doing it and I thought like, oh, I could, you know, do something like that and share my voice. And it is truly to me, again, that's success. And then on a different level with my kids, I never really realized how much they've been watching until more recently where they are, you know, better at expressing themselves and what 
is meaningful to them. And I have to share something I have not shared yet. Um, but I was having a rough week recently with my entrepreneurial journey. And I saw this fan account was started. It was, it was called like the F word fans because the app I'm developing is the F word. And I didn't know who created it. Like I, I didn't know what to think, but it was an account that started posting these really inspirational things about the F word and, and it was supporting me. And I didn't know, I, I just kind of didn't pay too much attention, but I was touched, but I didn't know who created that account. And I was like, just laying next to my daughter, talking to her before bed one night. And she was like, I, you know, that, that F word fans account. And I was like, yeah, she goes, I made that. And I was like, you did. And she said, yeah, I knew you. I saw you and I know how hard you work. And I saw, you know, you struggling a little bit and I wanted you to feel that like you are, you know, supported and, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So they, they're watching and they're seeing like, they're the kids are watching you and they're seeing mm-hmm. you take these courageous heart steps and it kind of helps them see like oh I can do that too and I won't die mm-hmm. right nothing's gonna blow up right yeah. I can take this hard step and nothing's gonna blow up so I think it's like helping them by example and so 100%. many ways okay. a beautiful example to show to your kids and like we talked about earlier, it's not even just, it's also allowing them to kind of redefine what success means for them instead of following, like you and I talked about, like what success was modeled to us or what yes. we were taught it had to be. And it was all like money and title and status. And like that first you're doing, which is teach your children, the next generation that like, no, it's how you leave people feeling like, who yeah. can you inspire? How can you lift other people up? Right. It's, and that is, you're right. The definition of success has evolved just like our definition of like a career and pivoting has evolved so much and it's so much more um, fulfilling and it's so much healthier in so many ways to accept ourselves as human and like a more human version or uh, definition of success. Yes, exactly. Which is, I mean, hell, it's part of why I started this podcast. Like it's called human on the daily And it's all about breaking out of the expectations of others because I feel like it's so important for, to lead with your humanness first. Yes. It's so powerful. And, uh, I mean, I joke a little bit because with AI and everything, every time I do like a slip up or something, if I'm like not perfect or whatever, someone brings it to me, I'm like, well, I'm just proving I'm not AI, you know, yep. that is super <laughs> special as I am human. And that yep. is like pretty amazing, especially as AI is taking over in so many ways, yeah. like being human is having mistakes and these special human nature things is so valuable. Yeah. <laughs> like, and actually that's a, perfect layup to like part of your humanness and something that we connected on is like being an Enneagram seven and having ADHD and being like the squirrel brain. And so how have you found that the little bits of you that maybe you were like imperfections or whatever growing up and now like, how do you see them as superpowers? Oh, that's such a good question. So I, so with, with ADHD, I have found that 
I chase curiosity. And this totally aligns with what we were just talking about with like career paths and pivots. But what happens is I am so, I get so lit up with curiosity about certain things. And it's not necessarily about the accolade or the finishing or the finishing yeah. of the pro- project, right? Which can work against us in years. <laughs> but what it has helped me do is pave a super authentic path where I am connecting to what my intuition is connecting to. And ultimately, like we bring our magic to the world by being our full selves and being completely ourselves, no matter what that's judged as or looked at. So no matter what that project is or what that curiosity that's lighting me up, I I feel so drawn to it. And I've allowed it to be a guide in so many ways. And it's allowed me to pay attention to what's actually important in a lot of ways. So redefining what success is, redefining what is important. And it's like, maybe not that certificate of finishing, but in the middle, having the curiosity to start and realize maybe I'm meant to go down a different path with this. Mm -hmm. And it's um, starting my fashion blog and just with social media and how it's evolved, becoming so curious about how it functions and how we connect and what is fulfilling for us and what feeds human beings on an innate level and how Mm -hmm. social media isn't really emulating that. So it's not really a connective engine. And like, there's just so much that lit me up and it's like, do I continue down my fashion blogging path or do I shift a bit and Mm -hmm. say, I felt so called and so curious about evolving social media in a direction it should go, changing that trajectory versus like what I see happening. And it's that ADHD, Enneagram 7 generator, I'm a generator. It's like, that's my intuition leading me. And I, it, mm-hmm. and it has not failed me. It has a really good track record. And, and I'm, everybody's intuition is like that. Everyone's intuition will lead you down. It will lead you down the path you're meant to go down. Not the easy path. Yeah. It's never going to be. It's and it may not make any kind of sense path. either. It's going to be, what's that? So it might not make any kind of sense either. No sense. There's, <laughs> there's probably not going to be people walking in front of you. They might not be mm-hmm. paved. So yep. that's going to be super hard because you have to have a lot of faith and trust in your intuition, but it will be the path that is the most fulfilling and that you connect to and the path where you can bring your magic to the world. Yeah. So I really feel like that's how the ADHD plays in. Yeah. I I mean, I would agree from my own experience and then watching you and other people who also have ADHD and it's, it's being able to more readily lean into that curiosity and almost like that impulsive action that comes with ADHD of just being like, let's just fuck around and find out what happens if I just kind of go down this path versus someone else who's a little bit more driven by checking the box or something or that completion. Cause there actually is like, there's research now on the neural pathways of ADHD and how most people's motivating factor is being able to get the dopamine yes. hit when they complete the project and ADHD just doesn't function that way. It's not mm-hmm. the completion. It's the curiosity. 
Yes. And that is so true. And when I heard that, I was like, that's it. That's exactly it. I wish I had known that as a kid. Same. Things a lot clearer. I do want to dive in then because I am so excited for what you're creating. And we've alluded to the F word a couple times now. I mean, honestly, social media needs to be disrupted. So I am so glad that you did have this curiosity and that you followed it. And so kind of tell us a little bit more about like, what the hell is the F word? Yeah. So in about 2019, I realized, well, not realized, I feel like a lot of people were feeling this disconnection even Mm -hmm. before 2020 hit. It was like, the more you're on social media, the harder you felt it was to reach the people you were trying to reach. Especially as a creator, I had, it was so tough to understand how my content was being dispersed and like who I was connecting with. And, and then it was very isolating. And then getting those messages that are like, I never see your account anymore. I never see your content anymore. Are you even on here? It's like, I, I saw so much of that going on. And then in 2020, seeing how, how these echo tunnels were implemented and how there was this crazy division that took place. And it was so painful at a time when everyone was already feeling physically isolated. We took to social media, which was supposed is is supposed to be connective. And instead, there are studies showing the more people were on social media, the more lonely they felt. And, mm. and obviously, that's super bad when you're already feeling isolated, you're physically isolated. So there was just so much going on in social media. And I, I was already deeply curious. And, you know, I got the excitement deep in my gut of how clear it was to me on how it could, could be, how we could reformulate social media in a way where sure, Mark, you can still have marketing, but there is full transparency on how you're reaching your audience, how people, users are consuming the content, having control over what is coming into your feed, because also the content we consume, we don't technically algorithms that Mm -hmm. are implemented, give us that content. And they say it's like within the first 10 pieces of content that you consume when you open a social media app creates your reality. And that's a big responsibility for an algorithm to create people's realities. And we're Mm -hmm. talking too about like girls in high school who uh, those posts make a big difference. They're we're as humans comparative. There's just so much that's coming into play. And I really think our realities on social media should align with our realities in real life. Yeah. And so the other part of that was I was thinking about myself, my demographic and the women in my circle and everyone is either pivoting or trying to be a a better mom or trying to learn more about your finances and invest. And I started to think about the subjects that were being brought up in my circles and everywhere it was women trying to be more powerful in their lives be more empowered, Mm -hmm. empower the women around them in their lives. And I thought if the content you consume supports that, then imagine what a catalyst that would be versus like having this non-focused 
just like, blah, like throw up a content in front of you, which is nice sometimes when you're decompressing, but when you're actually trying to kill it in life and you can't organize your content and have that focus, then your energy is being diffused and mm-hmm. into that. Um, so how can the app, how can social media give us energy back? And with all those stepping stones, I ended up designing a new social media platform. And it's been a crazy experience because someone from a finance background and then a blogger background, I do not have coding and tech background, (laughs) but I do have real experience in the industry. And I'm insanely passionate because I know, I know if we were reformulated how we connect, that it would, it would help so many different avenues. It would help with mental health. It would help people harmonize what they're consuming into their brains with their real life. And ultimately Mm -hmm. that helps them bring their magic to the world. So that went through UX and UI and built this beautiful, amazing, fun platform out. It's called the F word because when I was thinking about all the women in my life and the things where we want to be empowered and powerful in, they all start with F. So I was thinking about like finance and fashion and food and flights and fitness and foreplay. <laughs> it's like <laughs> all the things were F. So I was like, oh, the F word, you know, that's why it is that very interesting name. And now I've come to a point where um, it's time to fund because it's a heavy lift to build out a social media experience and it takes a lot of dollars. So (laughs) that is the stage I'm in now. Yeah. And how, how has that been? Because I know you and I have talked a little bit, like a little transparency for the listeners to see like what the reality is for something like that as a female, what has been like the expectations, negative or positive that you've come up against? Like, how have you navigated this new realm? So I've had a really wide range of experiences as of now with um, having meetings with prospective investors that are in different categories. So um, it's interesting because you go into it and there's angel investors and there's venture capital and there's venture studios and there's combinators and there's so many different avenues. And I've dabbled in each one and found one. I actually had this thought last night before I fell asleep that I'm, I'm, I've come a long way. And I have learned so much and I'm so proud of where I've gotten to because I think it it's one of those things that just takes doing it, doing the dirty work, just doing yeah. it, right? Getting into those conversations and having to be ready for whatever question comes at you and whatever attitude comes at you. I've had mm. more meetings than I like with people who are really committed to the negative side of social media because it makes them money. Yeah. And that's so disappointing on a cellular level for me because I deeply believe it doesn't need to be that way. And I know it is hurting so many people. So um, having those conversations is tough, but then you get to know what the, the I, you get to know the opposite point of view and be ready 
in that next meeting, you get to be ready and say, it's so enlightening in so many ways to hear these completely opposing point of view. So maybe they're not going to be your investor, but they're, they definitely became a source of information and, and power. So I'm getting into like details, um, but it's tough as a woman because especially in the tech industry, it's very predominantly men. It's mostly men. And I have had a range of experiences with like amazing conversations, super inspiring, and some who were condescending. And yeah, they I like saw very, you and just put an immediate expectation on and just, yeah. Right. And I, I, I had a very similar experience in finance, mm. probably more so in finance where it was, it was condescending because I was a lot younger too. So there was this, you know, it was like my age and that I was a woman, but the numbers don't lie. And the numbers are that 1.9% of funding goes to women, even less to women of color. They, they just came out with a new study that when you pitching, women have to spend twice over twice as much time in their decks explaining to mm. investors and men. So not only are we spending twice as much time pitching, and explaining, we are getting 1.9% of funding. So think yeah. about time wise, how difficult that's difficult, right? Yeah. So like what you're talking about earlier is like the, that the just one more day and keep going because yeah. like that speaks to the, like how many no's you are going to have to hear. Yes. And that's so many lessons in resiliency mm-hmm. and getting, like you said, like there's no all of those no's, like you can see them as a failure or you can see them for what they are with more information and more lessons to be able to grow stronger from. It's so true. It's like getting to know no is a good thing. It's very interesting because like the sooner I can get that no, the sooner I can get closer to where I need to be. And also when I started this, this journey, I knew there were parts of it that scared me to death. Like Um, public speaking scared me. I knew pitching was going to be so intimidating because I was going to have to face the parts of me where I felt like, again, I wasn't good enough to be sitting in that, that chair in that room. And so my word for this year was limitless because I know the only limits I experienced, I put on myself. I mean, in life, we are limited only by our fears and the things that that we put on ourselves. Um, and so it's been very exciting and cool almost in a way to get those no's and be like, that's not a limit for me. Yeah. Are people not believing in it? That's still not a limit for me. Mm. None of that limits me to, I, I can keep going. I can do anything. And it's a very crazy mindset, but the minute I said, if public speaking limits me, I'm going to do it. it. It's amazing how empowering that is. If I could tell anyone to, like today to do something, it's maybe write down the things that scare you a little bit or are stopping you from maybe taking that next step and then think about ways to like squash it. Yeah. And, uh, I'm listening to a book and she was like, you don't even have to, you don't have to necessarily like face it head on. For example, if I'm going to use like a, 
as metaphor. It's like, if you're scared of swimming, dangle your feet in a pool. You don't have to jump in, right? But desensitize yourself to it, right? So it's like- Get great exposure. Yeah, the like, and then the leg and then- Yeah, yeah. right? And it's like, well, if I'm, I'm, you know, with public speaking, I started to kind of analyze what's stopping me. And uh, it was- that I'm not, wasn't as used to speaking, using my voice, being heard. So Mm. I thought I'm just going to get on my stories and talk more and I'm going to talk more and I'm going to get more comfortable speaking in and being heard in general. And then Mm. I'm going to put myself in rooms where there's circles who want to hear what I provide. I'm going to be on podcasts and I'm going to be heard. And it's, you know, walking into what you originally thought you were afraid of. And it's so mm-hmm. empowering. Yes. Yeah. And I can, I can mirror that entirely. So like, cause I mean, I tell I'm now a podcast host for good. Like I have spoken on before I audiences and I teach therapy. If you had asked me 10 years ago, if I would do any kind of public speaking, I would have freaked out and said, hell no. Like oh, I, was, really? I did not you know, know this about you. I was terrified of it. Absolutely terrified of it. And I honestly kind of got like thrown into it just with being like a teaching assistant. And it was, I like felt so cold that I was like, all right, I, I guess I have to figure this out. Like, and I remember the first, first several times I went and spoke, like you could hear me speed up and like get shaky when I was up there speaking. And it was just getting reps in and having some yes. my career that were like, you know, this, stuff. like you've got this, like take a breath, trust yourself more. So I, I love the advice you gave of like, just little things kind of getting to the root of like, where's this fear coming from? It's from using my voice. Okay. How can I use my voice in a way that feels just a little bit outside of my comfort zone right now? Okay. What's the next thing? Then the next thing. Right. You don't have to like jump in full fledged. If there's things yeah. that are scaring you. Now, there are going to be people out there who do like they do want to yeah. jump into the fire like I think of um there's someone I love to follow on Instagram it's like you know the, like the the Instagram bestie that you're like we're good friends you just don't actually know me yeah. like she's one of those for me <laughs> her name's Chelsea Cowie she's a um, a free diver and a like a travel influencer and she actually started free diving because she was terrified of and open water and all the things that free diving oh, wow. and he did just like dump and like literally dive into the deep end <laughs> quite oh literally oh my god literally yes. she was like oh I'm I'm gonna physically do this yeah, yeah yeah so I mean there are gonna be people that, that that's just how you function like rip the band-aid right. off but I do love the baby step approach like that's such a brilliant way to almost trick yourself into getting over a fear right like this is a little bit at a time and I think life, life is, and, and the divine and God has magically built your life in that way. If you let it move in that direction, Mm -hmm. because I found that when I opened myself up to being heard, then I was invited to come speak. And so then I had the opportunity to speak. And then with that, I felt so empowered and I had a huge investor meeting a couple days later And Mm -hmm. I felt was still on this high of like, I did this. So I got on that meeting and I had the opportunity to really just have the best meeting and feel so confident and speak from, from such a transparent and unique, like heartful place. Yeah, And then it led me into so many things that 
I was fearing, but I was walking into with confidence. Then I had, Mm -hmm. you know, conversations with family that I was kind of shy, more than shying away from. I was like putting off, which was causing stress um, with Mm -hmm. extended family. And I was like, wait, I can come in here and I can, and all of a sudden it like opened up this, these doors and Mm -hmm. it just shows how limitless we are when we address those yeah things that are yeah like everything you're saying makes me think of when we get into the what ifs and typically it's in human nature to put whatever comes after that statement as negative so like what if and then insert like worst case scenario versus flipping it and what if it all works out what if like insert positive affirmation or whatever you want to call it here and that in turn Like that's coming from a much more powerful position and mindset. And that has such a giant ripple effect. Yeah. It is believing in the positive outcomes because it didn't take, like that first thing didn't take you down. Right. Me starting to be, didn't take me out. So I'm like, okay. And speaking, which was amazing. It was the most wonderful experience. And I'm like, well, what if it turns out right better to what I was saying? And it's like, well, what if I do take this meeting and, and it completely alters your reality in so many ways mm-hmm. where you're now taking on things that you once would have shied away from and believe that you deserve the best outcome. Yeah, no, I love that. And yeah, this whole like limitless thing, I, I love it so much. And I also know that that's so tied into the effort app and people feeling more empowered in the content that they create and that they consume. So I'm for sure, like everyone listening, it's going to be in the show notes. I'll have links for everything of how to connect with Vanessa, the effort app. And as we wrap up, so this show again, is called human on the daily. It's about like leading with your humanness. So what is something about you that people may not know? I have scoliosis and I remember reading about Usain Bolt and he has scoliosis and he like has two different length legs. Cause that's what happens when your spine's curved and like physically and logically and scientifically, he is not meant to be a runner. You're not supposed to be a runner when you have scoliosis. Mm-hmm. It also, it's like, if you have two different length legs, you cannot run as fast as someone with two full, same length legs. It does not make sense. And he still was like, I believe I can be fast. I want to be a runner. And he put together like a plan and he got doctors to help him figure out how to train so that it speaks to his body. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's like the fastest man in the world, right? And how (laughs) illogical is that? Every person would have told him probably growing up, like, you cannot be a runner. You, you mm-hmm. are built for this. And so, I mean, I have scoliosis and it, and it's something that like my whole life, I probably felt was a, I don't have positive feelings towards. I had to wear a brace 18 hours a day when I was in junior high and just a lot of struggle came from it. I see it now as such a different from stuff, such a different point of view. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's like one part of me that, and so that those are the things I've been thinking about lately. Yeah. Illogical we can be. 
Mm -hmm. do the things we're meant to do. So that's like a side story. But yes, a lot of people don't know that about me. Like universe, source, God, like whatever you believe in, however you believe you came to be, it's almost like you have these things that are meant to get quote unquote in your way. Yeah. Because then you have to overcome them and you're going to learn a lot from that. And you're going to be so much better at the thing that you're meant to do and inspiring others because of what you had to overcome. It's so true. It's so true. And again, it like that I keep going back to my word of limitless because they Mm -hmm. look like, or sometimes we don't even realize they're there. They just feel a little stifling. It Mm -hmm. feels like, like, I don't want to do this. And then when you realize that you can pretty easily, it it frees up so much energy in your life. So I love that. Yeah, it's amazing. So last question that everyone gets is what is the one thing that has contributed the most to you being breaking free of expectations of others and leaning into your true authentic self? So I think there's a couple of things. One is that I have this weird, I don't know what it is. It's just like a part of my personality and my psyche where I don't want to be on my deathbed and say, what if, or I should have, like, I would rather fail a billion times than have that feeling like I'm out of time to try. Yeah. Who knows where my mentality will be down the line. So like, if it comes to me now, like don't life is so precious and I Mm -hmm feel that deeply. And that is part of just like my personality is that I always think like, I just don't want to be on my deathbed and think I could have tried harder or I shouldn't have given up. So like on these really hard days where it's like, well, you know, cause we all have those days. And I just think like, I have to find out if I try one more day, like I just have to know. Because yeah. I don't want to think what if. So that's one yeah. part. And it's just like, a like don't let that thing. moment where you end up sitting in your car by yourself crying yeah. be the end. Right. We all because have like, it. What yeah, we all because have it. You have it in you to like F around and find yeah. out. Right. Yeah. It, and it really is persevering the F around yeah. and find out. <laughs> so yes. It's, and I would argue if you're not having those days where you're like in the car by yeah. yourself having random breakdowns, you're probably not dreaming big enough and going big enough into what you're meant to do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you, if you're walking down those unpaved paths where other people might not understand you, you're going to be having those days where it's like, yeah. <laughs> like what the actual F is. Wanna break it yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so there, it's partially that I am very lucky and a day doesn't go by in my life where I don't recognize I'm not grateful that I have like a super supportive partner and that my husband, I feel in so many ways has seen like my uniqueness and potential before I was truly able to accept it. Um, when I was still kind of healing through things, I always, he always like saw the best in me. And sometimes we need that influence oh, we, oh, everyone needs we that. always need that influence whether it's in our a life or a friend or right. just someone in your life that like on those hard days because they're going to hit but they can mirror back to you like no you've got this like and I know you have the potential it's almost like we can borrow their belief in us when we don't right. have to believe ourselves that's exactly it because I, I borrowed it and and there were days where I was like 
I mean, the many days too that were, I, I, not many, but the days I struggle <laughs> about them. And through the years, there have been many days. And, and more recently, his, he's looked at me and just said, go, go bigger, double down, like yeah. take a bigger risk on yourself, like show the world more. And it's like, so crazy because I see him as such a calculated person. He's uh, not a seven. He is not a, I mean, he's so, you know, calculated and well put together. And so to hear like, go bigger, like show the world who you are. So to have that, yes, it's like borrowing that on those days where I feel like I can't. Um, So I have that and I'm very grateful every day for it. It's also in connection to the first part this book I'm listening to, um, Becoming Bulletproof, she put it so well, just from like a different perspective. She said, there's been research that we all have regret in one way or another. It's either from doing something we sh- we wish we didn't, or it's from not doing something, right? Mm. So as it turns out, Regret from doing something that we failed at, the pain of the regret diminishes over time. The regret of not doing something, the pain never goes away. Yeah. I love that so much because it does align with the fact that I'm like, I just, I don't want to be at a point where I say I should have, could have, or I should have found out if I could have. Yeah. I love that so much. Like that's such a good thing to like, hold on to, like put it on a post-it note, throw it on the wall for you to look at on those hard days where you're like, F it. Like I give up, like I'm done. I can't anymore. And just remind yourself, but are you going to have the what if down the road? Because that's not what you want. So just keep going. And if you're like sitting there with the, what if I fail, take that information and realize failing is less painful than not doing it at all. Yeah. And there's always like, it sounds woo woo is all hell, but like, there's always a lesson in failure. Like, I don't even like using the word failure because there's something that we can learn or improve upon from it. It's an experience that adds to where we're going to go. Right. It's so true. It, It always opens a door. Yeah. Or it shows us what door needed to be closed. Right. Oh, true. True. Yeah. (laughs) But when you close a door, you make room. Yeah. Eventually for another person, right? Yeah. You can't just keep adding, adding. I talk about it all the time with people that I work with. Like you need to create white space of some kind, Mm -hmm. like white space in your, in your day, white space in your mind in order to allow other things in. It's so true. It's so true. This has been amazing. Yeah, I, I feel like we could talk myself, forever. and I'm like, why am I so red? Am I supposed to? Like, why am I so red? Am I? It has been so so wonderful chatting with you. It's, I mean, I feel like we could talk for hours. I, we could. I, I always feel like that every time going. we grab for coffee. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. I'm gonna have all of the links in the show notes. Y'all definitely check out that for it. Check out Vanessa's stuff. She's amazing. You're gonna love her. And I cannot wait to see the F word just completely transform social media for the better. So thank thank you. you. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. High five for taking some time out of your day for yourself to listen to this episode. 
It is my hope that it makes you feel more seen and heard and understood because we are all human and being human is messy and imperfect and beautiful and you are beautiful. So if this resonated, it would mean the world to me if you shared it on social along with your biggest takeaway and then tag me at moveonthedaily and hum- at human.onthedaily. Thank you so much and see you next time.